Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Afternoon Morning Show with Chris and Megan. We sound like a morning show now. Ah. Well, because that's the point. Okay, so the idea of the Afternoon Morning Show was really like that. I would, I love the idea of being able to do like a morning drive time conversation. Yes. Um, it's hard to get in studio in a podcast to do a morning drive. Oh, and you're not getting paid uh, to, do, <laughs> to do, to do that. I'm sure Megan and I would be totally willing to do this full time. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that'd be, but again, it would be, it'd be awesome to come in it and would be fun. just talk to each other for a couple hours every day and just uh, get everybody's Spew nonsense. I, well, yeah. I mean, really, you know, a little entertainment, a little, you know, educational and news. Yes. And I will be honest, I've listened to morning shows uh, that claim to come from a, a similar perspective and uh, they're kind of boring. So, yeah, yeah. but right. a drive time, a morning show, a, a drive time show. So if anybody's yeah. looking to uh, employ us uh, and their radio station, we're, uh, yeah. we're we down. a couple things. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> One, we'd need to be employed. And two, uh, but Vinny is not with us again. We are, he's still at the land of Diz. Which, the Diz. It's funny because we ended the last episode talking about how evil Disney was, or not how evil Disney was, how Disney has gone astray. They're making poor choices. And they're forcing me to make hard decisions. Yes. Vinny made his. He's at Disneyland right now. Yes. But he's getting what he deserves. He's yeah. not able to make a, what's it called? A lightsaber. He's not. Oh, I know. He felt very bad. No he couldn't make a custom lightsaber. They were all the custom lightsabers were reserved. Oh, drat. Oh, my word. That's what you get. I used to be a huge Star Wars fan. No like, longer? Uh, not really, no. I mean, I the, the first three episodes, like I had a Star Wars poster in my dorm when I was in college. I, had, I, I know, I was kind of a dork. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. I didn't date much in college. wonder why. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I weighed 145 pounds. I was pale. hung out in the theater department. Uh, yeah. It all adds up. It all kind of, you know, in retrospect. <laughs> uh, um, something yeah. really cool. <laughs> Beside at the same, same time. Okay, something really cool, Megan. Um, for Father's Day, my friend and I gifted our husbands. It's like this. What does VR stand for? Virtual reality. That. 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 Yeah. Um, they have a Star Wars thing of that in Downtown Disney. Cool. And you basically you're like walk around. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. With these very cool. on, and it's kind of like an escape room. Yes. Sense, and you walk around like you could feel. I don't, I don't know. Metal. Yeah. <laughs> Robots. You're, you're part of like, you are part of the rebellion. Yes. And you're on like a secret and mission. And you have to like solve your mission. Right. And stuff. Um, super nerdy. Oh yeah, totally. We both have super nerdy husbands. Oh, so. it sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. that sounds cool. I just, you know, it was the, the George Lucas prequels. You didn't like Hayden Christensen? Well, no, I didn't. It was terrible. And in fact, they were all terrible. Everybody was bad in that Anakin. movie. You're going down a path I can't follow. Oh my gosh. The scripting was terrible. I cried oh in my. that theater when wow. that happened. Wow. I think I was 13. You were young though. <laughs> yeah, you were young. I was I was old and bitter. Um so I didn't I didn't love those. And it's funny, I and anyway, so I didn't love those. And then I, you know, it's just hard to get back into. I don't Do know. Do you love Kylo Ren? I love Kylo Ren. I thought the weird shirtless scene in the last movie that was, so was funny. sort of uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, and I'm just going to, and I'm just going to say it outright. If you're going to be shirtless like that and you know, it's coming, maybe work out a little bit. I'm sorry, Kylo. I mean, but it wasn't even full, like he had his pants. It was so uncomfortable. Past his wrist. I just felt like I'm seeing something I shouldn't see. It was so funny. We're invading this man's personal time. Well, that was the point. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. He said that they did it to see, he wanted to see what she could see of him. Wow. And if she reacted to him not having a shirt on, then he would know because she wasn't giving much 
reaction or like she wasn't giving him much of what she could see on her end. See, I already know too much about this and I didn't. Yeah. See, I, I and maybe I would. I just I don't know. They've lost me. It was funny. I love Kylo Ren though. I think he's awesome. I don't know. And then and then the. the I don't like Poe. Poe. Which one's Poe? See, this is my issue too. Wow. I don't even. I've seen him. Is Poe is Poe the. Um, he's Oscar Isaac. Um. <laughs> We're going to tap dance around the obvious, aren't we? No, he's. The one with BB-8. Oh, yeah. No, he's not very good either. Yeah, he's annoying. No, no, no. no. Actually, none of them. I hate all of them. I really do. Yeah, I Actually, really... I think, what's her name? Ray. Ray, is she? She's okay. She's okay. I get that. Um, but honestly, it's just not a very likable... They're all stupid. Like, everybody's mm, stupid. They are. Um, they are. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not loving it. And then the Han Solo movie was kind of a, a major disappointment, too. I did not see that. I protested it. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. I don't uh, like the side projects. See, I, I would love the side projects mm. if they were good. So. Well, right, because they're lame. Right. So they're just trying to fill in time between the next big Star Wars. Well, but they could be developed. So, see, and this was the issue. On the, on the Han Solo film, they just tried to check off all of the boxes. Like, this is where he gets his gun. This is where he gets the Millennium Falcon. This is where he meets Chewbacca. This is where he meets Lando Calrissian. This is where he meets, like, blah, blah, blah. Just make a movie that's an interesting story and forget about the boxes. Right. We'll get to People the boxes. People can wonder about these things it's absolutely fine. that's okay we don't you know? need the answers that's we, kind of the fun we can maybe do wondering we can do the origin story over like three films not one film that's poorly written yeah that's all i'm saying with woody yeah. harrelson it's <laughs> uh, bad it was bad anyway that's not at all what we're supposed that to be talking wasn't about even today. on the list i just think disney's making it hard for me to love things i love that's what that's that's what <laughs> it comes down to you that's know? a great Summary. Right. Disney's making it hard for me to love things I love. So this is a good continuation. Why can't I love the things I love? I don't know. And continue to do it with no problems. I don't know. So, hey, on the show today, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Japan's. That's, that's not what we're talking about. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about the birth crisis in Japan, um, forced abortions in England, uh, and if we can get to it, organ harvesting in China. So it's going to be a real uplifter, <laughs> if guys. We can. Gonna... <laughs> the real treat at the end. Hey, get excited, folks. We're talking about all kinds of fun things today. But the first story comes out of Japan. And if you haven't been paying attention, Japan has a tremendous demographic problem. Um, they are, they have a negative birth rate in Japan. Um, people are just are not having babies. Um, and this is a problem in a lot of the Western world, and it's quickly becoming a problem in the United States as well. Ch uh, Japan really is kind of on the forefront. They are, they are kind of leading the way towards extinction. Um, Rapid decline. Yeah. Well, it, and, and honestly, it, it would not be, it would not be inappropriate to say that you are. We are looking at the extinction of of ethnically Japanese people. Yes. If this continues. Yes. Um, Japan's population is aging at an unprecedented speed, bringing the country to the brink of demographic crisis that will have long-term implica implications for its economy and society, ah. uh, says uh, this story that we're reading. Um, yes. And it, it's interesting because, you know, this has been going on for a long time. Since the 1980s, um, they've, been, okay. they've been dealing with this problem. And it used to be that they, they in the 1980s, were very concerned because they had a 1.57 birth rate. Um, it's dropped now to 1.26 in, in 2005. Um, I think it's 1.43 today. Now, it even has a name, the 1.7 shock. The, yeah, the 1.57 shock. Oh, yeah, you know, sorry, 1.57. Which in Japanese is not said that way, probably, I imagine. Yeah, probably um, not. But it, you know, at that rate, you can't replace your population. No. And so the issue becomes you have a national, a national health care system that's dependent on a static population 
right? To fund and to hold it. And they, with no young people, it's just becoming a, a country of old people. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the old people begin to die, what you're going to see is massive population change. Like you're going to have a much, much smaller population Ooh. in the period of like, so in 50 years, as all the oldsters die, you're going to have a, you're going to have a desolate country. It says that they're at about 127 million right now and they could get down to 82 million. Yeah. That's huge. By 2049. That's huge. 82 million. Yeah. So you're looking at a huge, huge drop in population. Um, and that's not, that's a short amount of time. That's a very short amount of time. And it's not just Japan. That's the thing. Japan, again, like I said, they're leading the charge. But if you look at in the Western countries, it's very similar. In the United States, we are, we are probably about... 50 years behind them. Okay. Um, on, on, and that's me just pulling a number out of the air. I didn't, that's not statistical, <laughs> but we are, we are, we are similar trends in the United States right now. Pretty yes. much everywhere in the Western world, what we would call the Western world um, is, has this population issue. If you okay. look at the, the, um, the, the Nordic nations, Slavic nation, no Nordic nations, you know, they're all the same, you know, Finland, Norway, mm-hmm. Scandinavia, they're all one country in my mind. Why aren't yes. they all one country? They should all be one country. They're, aren't they all one? Are they right next to each other? They're all right next to each other. They're all pretty much identical. Same. Yeah. Similar cultures. Mm-hmm. Just form one union of blonde people. We should write a letter. No, I th- I'm going to. A Good. strongly worded letter. And while we're at it. Yes. Um, their, their, their problem, though, is that they've almost 100% eradicated Down syndrome. That's exactly right. So we should they say that talk like about it's a, that too. They, yeah, they say it like it's some sort of medical breakthrough. Yes. They're just murdering children who are suspected of having Down, uh, Down syndrome in the womb. Not only So you're not only killing Down syndrome children, which is horrific. You're killing kids who could possibly have Down syndrome. Right. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. It's going to be a long letter. Yeah, a very long letter to the, <laughs> those nations. Um, join together so it'll be easier when God burns you from the earth. Anyway, yes. Uh, yes. I can't call down fire from the sky like that. I just talked about that in the last episode. That's not what we do. Um, we got too fired up. We did. Well, there you go. Lit- literally. <laughs> I am um, Penny. Yeah, there you go. Um, anywho. Anywho, Japan, uh, this major... And so what's happening in countries around the world is their governments are trying to fund childbirth in some way. Yes. Whether that be through tax breaks. Um, and what's interesting, the story that it stuck to me, Megan, was they go through all of these different strategies they've tried to employ in Japan to get people, and they say to get women to have babies. Mm-hmm. They, it's funny because they keep saying this, to get women to have babies. It's all about the as, moms in this As thing. if women exist in like, like, it's just women decide to have a baby and there's a baby, right. you know? There's no talk of supporting a family structure. Um, and every... Every strategy yeah, they came up with actually. discusses how to get women, how to have women not lose their place in the workforce. Right. They're trying to provide a better work-life balance for working moms. Right. And I, I'll tell you what, they're going to keep, they're going to keep failing. Yeah. Because there's something inherent in the human person that knows that babies aren't part-time work. Right. And it's, you know, and I think, I, you know, I think more than anything else, we're seeing the decline in birth rates. Because we've made children part-time work. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I, I know there are some, you know, like, and so rather than saying, how do we get women to the top of the, the, the work ladder? What if instead, as a culture, they started saying, how do we, how do we uphold motherhood? 
Right. You know, Instead of- and make it possible for women to to care for and raise children and celebrate that rather than making them feel like they're stepping out of life to go have to go drop a calf and then go back. You know what I mean? Like that's right. it. They make it sound like, you know, you're just, oh, well, if you're going to inconvenience yourself so terribly. We need to find a way that you can be compensated for that. Or Right. The whole thing is about money. It's about getting back to work. It's about making childcare and preschool free. Right. Which, cool. Those are nice things. That's great. Oh, yeah, totally. And then if you have a baby, really cool, you get a prize. This said um, 3,000 yen. 300,000 yen. So that's $2,785 is your gift for being a new mom. I got to be honest. That's not a lot of incentive, you know. Yeah. 2,000. Hey, here's your your $2,000 baby prize. like your bonus. Yeah. but, But again, like... What if they took that money that they're putting into state-funded preschools and all of the childcare and all these things, and then they said, you know, what we're going to do instead of that is we're going to establish a, a a way to fund moms to raise their kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, we're going to give you massive tax breaks to stay at home, and yeah. and you know, so so it's not this this. And, and what if we started, you know, as a culture, you know trying to really celebrate the role of motherhood. Like that's a profession and a job that's worthy, you know, um, because it is like, I talk about this all the time with my wife. We, we could be way, way richer if Christina worked. <laughs> she's way smarter than me. You know, she is like, she can do math. I proved in the last episode, I can't do basic math. No, none. You know, she can do math. She can do science. She's, she's an intelligent, like organized human being. If you could mm-hmm. see the, the everyday Catholic studios right now, you would know that I am none of those things. Um, <laughs> And so if she went out into the workplace, I, I guarantee you well, she'd make more money than me. There's just no question. Um, but we put our strength where it was needed. Yeah. You know, like, and that's our, our mindset was, sh- yeah, we want, you know, we put the best and the brightest where the best and the brightest is needed. Anybody can go make money. Right. Yeah. Um, but only you know, like it, it, raising kids is not easy. You know, no, it's not. Chris. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and like, so what, what, why do we, why do we, why do we pretend like motherhood is somehow like a consolation prize when it really is, you're doing the most important work of the society, mm-hmm. you know, like the, literally the most important work of the society is raising up the next generation. Yeah. And not that dads play no role in that. Right. But there's that nurturing. Right. That just comes naturally. Right. So I, some, well, to some, <laughs> but it's, it, and let me put it this way. It ain't easy. You know, no. it's not like you're a mom and you and you decide, I'm going to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom and it's going to be wonderful and I'm going to, yay. And it's a stressful freaking thing. It's it's hard. Right. Right. But what if like Japan, rather than saying, how do we get these women back to work? So what what if they started celebrating, um, you know, like a, like this is the future of Japan, you know? Right. Like, you know, be a part of the future of Japan. Be a part of a stronger country. Be a part of a stronger people. Be a part of, you know... Um, make you know make Japan great again. Like this would literally be your job. Yeah, like, you know that's a lot that falls onto you as a mother. Please, if you're gonna have these kids, like raise up Japan. Raise Japan. You know what I mean? For like, you know, literally. That, yeah, I mean, because hey, as as a as an American culture, we talk about how we're more violent, we're more cynical, we're angry, we're blah blah blah. And I'll tell you what, we we so with Ben in the hospital, right? We we hear from literally every time we go to the hospital and maybe they tell everybody this, I don't think they do. Um, they say, Oh my gosh, he's really good. Like, you know, we, he had to get his port accessed. And so what they have is, um, on his chest, he has an implant where it's a little valve, um, oh, with a yeah. silicone, it's like a silicone valve on his heart. And so they, they stick a, a big freaking needle. Mm. Like it's like, uh, like half an inch, maybe an inch, 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not good at measurements. It's big. It's what is that? Is that an inch? You tell me. Yeah, it's about an inch. And it's okay. It's an inch. It's you can an, measure an inch. It's an inch long needle that looks like a small nail. Let me put it that way. Oh. Um, and they they stick it in his chest, so through his skin into this little silicone valve that's in his body, and that's how they access. Um, they give him drugs, right? Okay. Um, now they put some numbing cream on. We put numbing cream on like an hour before we go to the hospital. So it's good and numb, mm. but they're still driving a nail into his chest, like, yeah. you know, multiple times. And so it's funny. They, the first time they had to clean the port, they brought in like five people. They like, there was one nurse who was there just to hold him down. Oh. Right. He didn't need it. Oh my he gosh. just laid there and he was like, all right, fine. He's watching TV. Oh. And they went the, the, when they pulled off the sticker that they put over, it was kind of like, eh. He just, but, but he's really calm. He's really chill. Right. Wow. I was at the hospital with him last week and they had access to the port to give him the, the contrast material for his, uh, his PET scan. Is this going to be a problem? Dad is going to be okay. They brought in the child life specialist. Everybody's there. They're talking to him like baby talk. Hey buddy, how are we doing? Yeah. He's like, seriously, get on with it. Right. Just, could you stick me with a nail and we'll move on? You know, like, Aww. and they say to this all the time, they're like, gosh, he's so good. Like he, you know, and, and he's so relaxed. He's so this. And I, and the point I keep thinking of and, and saying sometimes is we're not fantastic parents, but he has a lot of, he has a lot more examples than most kids do mm-hmm. because he has five siblings. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't act like a baby because he's got teenagers he looks up to. Yeah. Right. And, and he's, he's really well behaved because he's around his mom. He's not in, he, he's, he's learning how to behave from his mom who he's with most of the time because he isn't in daycare with a br- like 20 other kids, you know, 20 to one or 20 to two. He's, you know, two to one because it's he and he and Will most of the time. And we're not teaching our kids that way anymore. And again, I, I if you're working full time as a, as a mom, this isn't, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying as a culture, we should be doing more to make it possible for people to raise up the next generation. So we're not outsourcing that to people. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. I think Japan would be way more successful if that's the way they looked at it. Yeah. You know, stop trying to make it easy to outsource your kids and start giving people the opportunity to take care of their kids. Right. And it's just so interesting reading the article about it. It really is just all about the money. It's all about the money. And like, that's all the women are supposed to be looking for. Right. Oh, here's your money prize. Well, how about you give me stuff for my kid? Right. (laughs) How about you give me things so I can heal and just like feel better about myself while I'm raising my kid. Right. So rather than trying to get me to a point where I can make vice president, how about celebrate right. me? Have not don't don't put me in a position where I have to have this baby and then give it away. Right. Because who wants to do that? No. I don't. And and you know, it doesn't sound fun to me. I just that's that's where I'm at, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm mansplaining. Um, well, it's, it's weird. Also, um, there, I think this is one thing that they're doing right is they're doing a very generous paternal leave. For when they have yeah, but most men won't take it. They don't. They won't take it because again, they're worried about losing their place in the economy. Thirty weeks paid paternal leave. What? Could you imagine? What? Oh my gosh! I know. Matt got one week. Yeah. And that sucked. Yeah, and it's not, and it's like half pay if you take it. Oh yeah. It's not like your full salary. You get like half of what you'd normally get. Well, that that's good. Yeah, I'll I'll. Cool. Yay. Let's do that. Let's do that so we can be impoverished. Realistic option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's not brain surgery, but they treat it like it is. Yeah. And they just, again, they don't, they're not treating the cultural, the cultural situation that's making people think of kids as a, as extra. Wait, was Japan the place that we talked about before that had that, um, retreat that they did 
that yes. they offered. I believe Japan was the one where you could go to a prison. From yeah. your to get away from your tech. Death from overwork, as this quote says. Yes, death from overwork, which is a which is a thing in Japan. People work themselves There's to death. There's a word for it. Yes. There's an actual word for it. There's an actual word for it. What was it? Kuroshi. Yeah. Sorry for the mispronunciation, probably. But yeah, that just makes a lot of sense. I just yeah, anyway. So that's that's the situation in Japan. And it it's not Japan, guys. We need to look at Japan and know that this is coming to the United States. We are on this road right now. Mm-hmm. We are becoming more and more our, our demographic situation is becoming more and more dire. Um, you know, and that's why, you know, where are people having babies? Well, people are still having babies in Africa. They're still yeah. having babies in the Middle East. They're still having babies in parts of parts of Asia, right? Um, they're still having babies in India. Um, and they're still mm-hmm. having babies in South America. So the the southern, you know, southern hemisphere is still having babies. Yeah. Um, the northern hemisphere basically stopped. Um, so we're going to see radical changes. Having babies or aborting them. Right. So we're going to see radical radical changes in demographics and in culture because what's going to happen is you're going to need people to come in and fill that void, right? And then, so that's why you look at the immigration question. Well, if you don't have a population in place, you need to get a population from somewhere. And and how do you do that without radical cultural change? And that's the issue they're having in places like France and in other parts of the the world where they're bringing in many, many, many immigrants, but they're not being enculturated. Anyway, bigger question. That's another thing for another day. Yeah, I know we could go down that road, but I think that's (laughs) not what we're planning on. Also, it wasn't uh, on the list. It wasn't on the list. We're trying to stick to the list. We're trying to be more organized because <laughs> we're trying to get that radio show is what we're talking about. Because anyway, no, I would love to do this. I would, honestly, if I could do this every day, I would totally do this show every day. Same. I have fun. Yeah. I have fun. It's good stuff. Um, so forced abortion is another uh, It's another fun story we wanted to talk about. And this one comes out of the UK. When I say forced abortion, do you think England? No, I would never think England. Or uh, the I don't UK. Know, I don't know why I wouldn't. No. Like nothing has shown me that they wouldn't, but right. it's not what I would think of. But typically when you say forced abortion, you go China, Yeah. which we'll talk about how yeah. evil they are in a little bit. Uh, but we are yeah. going to get to China. Plenty of ammo on that. Yeah. But, um, but no, this is a story out of the United Kingdom. Okay. Um, which makes it, I got to tell you one thing though. Like we always say England. It's not England. It's the United Kingdom, which but makes it sound like a fairy tale. this actually comes from London, England. It is from England. So. Well, how dare you be more specific <laughs> than me? This story does come from London, England. Um, and the situation was you had a young woman uh, of Nigerian descent, but she's a, a British or an English or a UK citizen. I don't know how to say it anymore. She's in England. I don't know where she's from. Anyway. Um, and she's a special needs young lady, right? Yes. She's an adult, but she's special needs, has... Um, has the mental capacity of like an elementary school student. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, through some, and I think, I think this is very troubling. She's pregnant. Yeah. Um, so someone, someone in my impression needs to go to jail. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that seems pretty there. clear off the bat, right? Yeah. Someone took advantage of a special needs person um, that, and it resulted in a pregnancy. That's an issue, right? Yeah. Um, now she's, because she's in England, she's covered by the national healthcare system, the NHS. Okay. Um, and I believe that she's um, almost a, a, essentially a ward of the NHS. The government has taken over her care and the decision-making for her because she can't make decisions for herself. Yes. Um, and so she's pregnant. What's the solution? So it goes before a court 
and an activist judge in England decided that it would be in the best interest of her that the baby would be killed because she doesn't have the mental capacity to understand uh, childbirth and then, or to raise the child. And it says it would be less traumatic for her than right. giving birth. You know, that's totally, because yeah, way, way less traumatic to just murder the child in the womb than it would be for her to have the child and put it up for adoption. You don't get to trade trauma for trauma. That's exactly what they're doing though. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Right. So then that was the decision this judge handed down. Now, adding to that, the woman's uh, caregiver is her mother. So the mother okay. takes care of the woman. Uh, so then the grandmother of the baby says, I will take care of the baby. And the judge says, nope, you can't handle both of that. I'll make that decision for you. You can't do it. So you, here you have a baby who's wanted by the family. The family wants the baby. And a judge, because it's a national healthcare system, says you can't have the baby. You can't put the baby up for adoption the only thing that you that is going to be doing, and we're not even giving you the decision, that no. I'm deciding that you're having an abortion. Um, and this is why, this is why like national health care is scary. Yeah. Right? I mean, the social worker working with her also disagreed about the abortion. Right. Like right. the professional hired for this case is not even being... Right. Listen to the person who's with the family on a daily yeah. basis. And so when people say, oh, we need nationalized health care in the United States, this is the horror story that we're concerned about. You right. Know? And, and a much smaller level. So Ben just had a PET scan um, and Ben is covered. We're, you know, we are blessedly covered through some government programs for Ben. And I, you know, it's, it's being a libertarian. I'm not a libertarian, <laughs> but, you know, uh, being concerned about government overreach is a little uncomfortable for me, but he's being covered by, um, he is being covered by, um, this government program, California Child Care Services. And so the doctor orders a PET scan. Well, the doctor has said, this is what we need to do. Couldn't get it immediately. Why? Because it had to go back to California Child Services mm. for approval. So the government agency had to agree, you know, the doctor wasn't authorized to do it until the government agency says yes. And they did say yes, so that's awesome. But if they said no, he just wouldn't have it. Right. Yeah. And that's what happens when you give the government control of your health care is you're not making the decisions anymore. A doctor isn't even making the decisions anymore in some cases. A, a, a bureaucrat's making the decision, or in this situation, a, an activist judge is making the decision on whether or not you can, whether or not your special needs child, daughter who is pregnant is going to give birth to your granddaughter or grandchild and you can care for it or not. Yeah. And that's scary. It is scary. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a bill that just passed, um, I believe just passed in California. And I know how we stand on vaccinations. Right. But um, I say vaccinate. Anyway, that's how I stand. Sorry. Yes. Mostly because, and again, I have a child with cancer. Vaccinate because your, your measles could kill him. Exactly. Vaccinate your child. Yes. Exactly. And there are those people in you know, the herd community and whatnot. But th so the government is no longer giving the doctor the choice to say, this child could have a serious um, vaccination reaction. Okay. Um, like if they're born with immune, no autoimmune, autoimmune deficiency, deficiency or whatever and whatnot. Um, the state now says that unless you have already gone into the anaphylactic shock or had your reaction to the vaccine, you don't get to be excused. You have to take the chance. Interesting. And um, so the doctor doesn't have the choice anymore to help out that situation the doctor who's been seeing the child so you can't so you're not mm -hmm. so there's no longer the doctor 
Because we have this idea of informed consent, right? Right. So the doctor is supposed to tell you what the risks are. Yes. And and responsible doctor is going to say it's a very, very small risk. And if it happens, right. this is what happens, blah, blah, blah. But they can't even right. tell you there is any risk anymore. No. That's weird. And And if you have the family history of the autoimmune disease which should be taken into account for certain vaccinations. Sure. I'm not saying you know, all of them. And it's rare. But the certain ones, you have to suffer from the reaction before you can get excused from it in the future. Interesting. And so it's just completely taking away the doctor to patient dealio. Right. And again, that's that's California is insane. I mean, yeah. if you look at what California is. It's just a really big overreach. Oh, we are we are getting to the point. I, mean, I talk about Disney. We're getting to the point in California where you got to say, is it time to leave? It really is. You know, we're we're really seriously considering taking our kids, our younger kids out of public school because they're starting to teach the LGBTQ, transgender, Mm -hmm. all of that at like second, first or second grade now. Yeah, they're supposed to start in kindergarten soon. Right. I mean, and so I'm looking at my seven-year-old who uh, his teacher uh, was an animal rights activist type person. Okay. She sent home a PETA calendar with the kids one day. I was like, I'm sorry, this is going right in the trash. Um, And- but what the teacher says is the, it's like, it's the concrete operational, right? What the teacher says is the way it is. And so now they're going to be teaching my kid that some days he might feel like a woman Ugh. and that's okay. And that he needs to embrace that and explore that. H- hell no. I mean, hell comma, no, like hell no. I want no yeah. hell in my, that that's, and that's exactly what that is. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we, we have to be conscious and observant of government overreach. Mm-hmm. And I, and I feel like as Catholics, again, um, we're a nonprofit. We can't t- can't take a position on a candidate, but we can definitely say that we have to look at um, policies like this and oppose them. Oh yeah, you know. And again, what happened in England can happen here. Yeah, like there's there's no magic in the United States that protects us from this stuff. Like if you give bureaucrats authority over your life to make decisions about your medical care, then they can choose to kill the child in your child's womb if that's their decision. Yeah. Um. Rather than, anyway, so horrifying. Terrible. Terrible, horrifying. terrible. Yeah. Ugh. So now, good news, that was actually overturned by another judge. Yes. Um, so that that woman will have her baby. Um, it will, I'm not sure if it will go into the care of the, of the grandmother or be placed for adoption or whatever. The baby will be given the right to life in England now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's just scary stuff that we have to, have to keep our eyes open to. Yeah. Speaking of corrupt governments, let's talk about China. We'd love to do that. Oh, man. I tell you what, the world is is a very strange place. And again, you know, you uh, we, we there's these certain things that don't work, right? Like these ideologies that we think, oh, we're going to try it again. It's going to work this time. So China, again, is a is a centralized, it's a centralized state. The government has all of the power. There's no democracy in China. The current ruler of China has been appointed by the by the, the ruling part, like the ruling group, the Politburo, um, like their ruling council for life. Like he can never, the only way he stops being the leader is if he dies of natural causes or of assassination. That's the only way. Um, and, you know, and he's all powerful, right? Um and so what happens is, is in a country like China is they'll say – they'll make uh, declarations like, well, we need to get um, production up by X amount, right? And that will come from the centralized government. The centralized government says needs to come up by X amount, so you need to do a better job motivating your workers, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The people in the regions have to meet their quota. And so what they do is they start enforcing these ridiculous sort of um, – 
regulations that make it that make it harder for them to actually do what they're supposed to do. Right. Um, and so then they start, you know, they so then that's where you get some real crazy like it's the it's the trickle down, right? So yes. the government, the the, yes. the Chinese government might say, the central government might say, well, we need to make sure that uh, our transplant, like anyone who needs a organ transplant, gets a transplant because we're the glorious state. So oh. we're going to make sure that that organ transplants are available to everyone and that there's no waiting list. And then so in a region where you have a, a religious minority that you don't want, um, then the local official will say, well, gosh, I know how to get those organs. Oh we have gosh. this religious minority we don't want. Oh my gosh. It's like a farm. We'll just take oh it from those gosh. people. And that is exactly what is now happening in China. Um, on a significant scale. On a says. significant so scary. scale. They are, and I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to open the story right now. Here it is. Um, a, a tribunal, and again, this is a non. This is this. Tri, it says tribunal, but it's it's not a government agency that did this. So it's, um, but um, but a tribunal says forced organ harvesting has been committed for years throughout China on a significant scale. The China tribunal said its final judgment issued in June 17th in London, um, and so what they're doing is they're taking ethnic minorities or religious minorities, and they are harvesting their organs. And it's estimated there are as many as 9,000 organ transplant operations taking place in China, which is much higher than official statistics. Um, mm. And it's impossible, basically looking at those numbers, it's impossible there would be sufficient donors under China's voluntary or voluntary donor scheme. Okay. So there's no way, like if you look at the numbers of the, of how many transplants are being done versus how many organs should be available, it's impossible. So what's happening is they're harvesting organs in these other regions and they're doing transplants off the books. Um, and so you're kind of a black market. That is so scary. Right. Um, but again, when you have an all-powerful government, what are you going to do? You know, uh. what, what do you, you know, what do you do when China says, you know what, there's this sect of uh, the Falun Gong up there and they're just a problem and we're, we're going to be executing a lot of them anyway. So let's just, you know, don't let the organs go to waste. Um, and that's what they do. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Falun Gong practitioners are detained in the thousands with some tortured. The group has estimated that at least 69 practitioners have died in custody or due to injuries sustained in custody in China since 2018. And some appear to be missing. Hmm. And again, this is our, you know, we, I, I go back to, there would be no, the Chinese regime wouldn't be as powerful as it is if it wasn't being funded by us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And not, not, not the United States, but us. Like I'm buying products from China. Yeah. Um, ben, ben got a, a couple Marvel characters for his birthday that we ordered on Amazon they're absolutely, there's no way they're licensed. There's no, because I'll tell you what, I don't think Disney made Thanos with a lazy eye, but somebody in China Stop. did. Oh, this guy, it's crazy. Stop. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, they're, you know, but again, that's coming typically from China. Yeah. Right? Factories in China. Oh, yeah. There's a city in China um, where I think 90% of the Christmas decorations in the United States is made. Um, oh. And the people making them don't know what Christmas is. <laughs> Right. So they're making like there's I, I saw a picture from this where this guy is covered in like red felt powder that they spray on these these Santa yeah. dolls. He has no idea what he's making. Um, and he's literally in he's, his lungs must be red because all the his whole the whole thing is coated with this. Right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But again, it's like, what do you do? I You know, do we 
is there another option? And so, you know, it's funny in the eighties, there's this big push to buy American, American made, you know, buy American. Um, and is that where we're at, where we need to start saying, gosh, we need to like, as a, as a consumer, I need to start demanding products that are not made in China. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I think that is where we're at. Yeah. It's just, there's, I feel like there's no stomach like for how? it. Like if you, if you said to someone like, gosh, you know, all this, this terrible stuff's happening in China, they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. We have to stop it. Great. Well, here's how we stop it. You have to stop buying goods from China. I can't do that. Yeah. That's impossible. Right. <laughs> it is kind of possible. My nephew, when he was, um, when he was little, um, like first or second grade, he drew a picture of something. And then at the bottom of it, he put made in China. Stop. Because everything's made in China, right? And he's seen it so many times. All he just put made in China. Yeah. Everything. yeah, so he yeah. just put made in China on it. That's it's, funny. It's ubiquitous, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know. Hmm. It's a real I mean, it's a, as as a American Catholic, as an American Christian, as a as a freedom loving person, as a person that just believes that people shouldn't have their organs taken from them against their will. Right. What do you do? You know? And then you and then you add on top of it that China's, you know, the all of the stuff that they're doing with cameras and real time tracking of people yeah. and the, you know, like the, the whole social credit system where you get, you know, that is cr- I'm never going to get over that one. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, it is, it is real time scary, like yeah. China and it's just happening. And again, we have this idea that there is none of this stuff is going to happen ever over here. Cause there's some magical thing about the United States where our government could never be evil and no one are no one in our government would ever take up a, a program like they're using in China and use it against citizens of the United States and yet the biggest lobbying group of the United States is Google and Amazon yeah. right the who are collecting your data right so so the government may not be using but but uh this is man I'm a tinfoil hat right now but but corporations are I've got my Alexa in the office right now listening I probably should mute that hold on I'm gonna roll over and mute my if you knew better there it's, so now they're not listening. It's too late. We already talked all our smack. I know they're kind of, Amazon's coming to get me in the night with <laughs> with Chinese forces. So it's just it's you know it's it. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is other than to say I personally need to like. Okay, so how do I Disney? We talked about Disney being an issue in the last mm-hmm. episode. China is is an issue, right? Yeah. And so the only power I have is 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 economic. Yeah. And I don't, and as an individual, I don't have any power. Yeah. But if, again, if, if American Catholics were still a huge block, right? And if American Christians, uh, an enormous block, right, just said, hey, we aren't going to go see Spider Man in the theaters. We're just not going to do that. And Disney just tanked on Spider Man in the theaters. That would be amazing. That'd be amazing, right? And, and we just Those said, are big numbers. Right. These are really big numbers. Right. And if, if American Catholics just said, to HBO, hey, we're not going to watch Game of Thrones, right? Because it's, you know, we just... we Nonsense. Oh, it's a great story. <laughs> I don't even know if it is. I didn't watch it. But Or if we just said, hey, you know, we're not buying Chinese goods anymore right. this month. Just, we're not going to, just for a month, we're not going to do it because this is what's going on in China. We could affect, we could affect change. Mm-hmm. Will we? No. No, oh, probably not. To us. I, or, or we just won't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's at some point, at some point, we're going to have to do something or we're, you know, it'll, it'll be us next. Yeah. You know, I don't know that's, that was, wow. That Depressing. was very ominous. 
Well, hey, this has been the Afternoon Morning Show brought to you by Everyday Catholic. Everyone, Everyday Catholic is a 501c3, and we depend on the support of listeners. No, we are at that point in the show, so. Oh, good. Yeah, we depend on the support of listeners like you. If you enjoy the show, go ahead, go to everydaycatholic.com and consider a monthly pledge. That makes a huge difference. Any size pledge helps keep us doing this. If you own a radio show and you want to have this on your net, this 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 gold right here on your network, we'd love to do that too. We'd Think about it. Just uh, fill out the contact form, everydaycatholic.com. Uh, otherwise, guys, we love being with you. Thank you so much for your prayer for Ben and for our family. And please keep it up. Your your prayer has great effect. And we will catch you next time. Peace out. All right. Bye bye.